on the subject of faith, trusting in God's word, I call it life by faith. You know, two in different places in the Bible, Habakkuk 2.4 and Hebrews 10, verse 38. The Bible says, the just shall live by faith. At the time Jesus was, at one point when Jesus was being tested in the wilderness, he said, the man shall not live by bread alone, but, but by, what, by every word of God. Hallelujah. So we understand clearly, and I know we are used to this subject, that, you know, we also know the fact that faith comes by by God's word, you know, also in Romans 10, verse 17. So we know, and, you know, it's 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 something that we are used to. We are used to hearing this. We had multiple sermons on this subject of faith. But I just want to bring our heart to some interesting facts this morning. You know, faith is very natural for the believer. That is how the believer is designed to live. In general, as natural as water is to fish, that's how faith is to the believer. However, in spe- on specific issues, sometimes you have found ourselves seemingly seems to be struggling, you know, in exercising that trust, that absolute trust in God. So I just want to share with us today, some of my personal learnings and how, you know, using the parable of the sower, you know, as this key story behind it. If you remember what Jesus said in Mark concerning the parable of the sower, he was asking the disciple in verse 13, and he said unto them, do you understand this parable? He said, how then will you understand all parables? That means that this parable is key to understanding every other parable. Uh, in the translation, I said, he put it there clearly that it's like the key to every other parable. It's key to understanding so many things Jesus taught. So these parables are very, very, the parable of the sower, uh, then similarly seem like the parable of all parables. And it is important that we understand because why is this important? You know, we've heard words. God has given us word. God has given us prophecies even during committee. We've heard words. Hallelujah. 
He said, and in verse 15, he said, and these are the one, he said, and the parable, the two souls the word. When he was explaining the parable, so we don't go through all the all the big from the beginning. He was talking about the first one. Let, let, let back up a little bit and go back to the beginning. He said that when he, he said some fell by the wayside, and the birds of the hair came and devoured it. Some fell on stony ground where it did not have much earth, and immediately sprang up because it has no depth of earth. But when the sun came up, it was scorched because it has no root, it withered away. Some seed fell among tongues, and the tongues grew up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. But the other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop and sprang up and increased and produced some 34, some 60, and some 100. I like the way Messiah Translation put it. He said, it produced beyond the wildest dream. Hallelujah. Now, in explanation, Jesus said this. In the first one, he said, these are the ones by the wayside, that fell by the wayside when the word is sown. When they hear it, when they hear it, Satan comes immediately and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. First thing we must recognize, one of the conclusions we must quickly have at the back of our mind is that for every word of God that comes to us, opposition to that word we arise. In explaining the second ones that fell on the turning ground where they could not get any root, Jesus said afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, a lot of time, believers seem to have this mindset that, uh, you know, maybe because I prayed, maybe because prophecies have been released, there won't be any opposition. As a matter of fact, you know, we just finished Christmas, so the story of Mary uh, receiving the word is still very, very fresh in our mind. A quiet life, Mary's quiet life was thrown, what became a different thing entirely the moment she received the word. Opposition came, challenges came. I mean, let's naturally picture it. How will about 16, 17 year old person explain to her parents that an angel appeared to me and I'm pregnant? In a Jewish society, <laughs> I mean, that was a big one. Yet she received the word. So receiving the word in that sense do not insulate us from Satan or from persecution or from challenges coming. As a matter of fact, they will come for the word's sake. 
they will come for the world's sake. I remember 20, 2019 camp meeting, one of the words that were released during one of the sessions, uh, particularly, I think one of the sessions we all, that was uh, for ministers, as, uh, particularly on Saturday morning, was that there's a healing anointing. God's releases special healing anointings, you know, that most of people will be walking, believers will walk in, in, in that healing anointing, you know, like never before. And boom, 2020 pandemic hits. That is to show you that the devil will always do everything to take our mind off what we have heard. You know, the, the, the birds of the hair or the Satan now will easily come for the seed that is on the surface that has not gained root in the heart of man. You know, in, in explaining this parables, one of three things I could pick from it is that when we receive God's word, why did it remain on the surface? Because when people hear God's word, there is also need for them to spend time on that word, meditating on it and praying about it. I believe personally that's one of the reasons why there's so much instruction about praying concerning the word we have received during committing. Spending time praying is a critical part. Spending time studying over the things we've heard. Because sometimes also there are, you know, there are, there are specific things God wants to say concerning, you know, individual lives as well. There is a general word that came from to the church, that came to everyone. But in your daily life, in making your decisions every day, there is need to spend time to be led by God. There is need. And so in, 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 for me, in summary, two Three things I learned from this parable. We must spend time. Time is required. The patience to spend time on God's word and in prayer is critical. Some of us may need to listen to those messages over and over again. I remember some years back, about somewhere, sometimes in 2017, I was troubled about, you know, the way uh, certain things were going in my life, particularly in my career. I was really troubled about it. Then I began to speak to myself about resting in God's word, you know, living in peace and experiencing God's miracle. You know, I heard the word along that line. So what did I do? 
I actually look for a message that speaks to those issues. And I remember particularly that in a, within a period of two weeks, I listened to that a particular message like 15 times. Driving to work, coming back home, driving to work, coming back home. I was listening to this. Even when I get home, sometimes in the night, I'm listening to the same message. Why? Because I want to, there was so much trouble that I, you know, that I've seen, that I felt, it just seems that, you know, hearing that word the first time, it was exciting, it was relieving, but deep inside me, I see sense that it hasn't gained ground. It hasn't gained ground. Hallelujah. It hasn't gained roots. There's something we talked about in, in, in within our circle when you say somebody has a mental accent. In general, one of the principles in learning, you know, for those of us who work in environment where you mentioned learning, training, and all that, is that there are certain facts that you are aware of. People living in the in the in the in the state of awareness about a fact, but not conviction. They are aware of the facts, but there is no conviction. That's why that same Hebrews 10, 38 in a, in a, in a translation is put it this way, that man shall, it said, just shall live by his convictions. Convictions are things that don't happen overnight. You need to stay around that word. You need to stay around it. You need to stay around that concept until it becomes a conviction. Hallelujah. You need to stay around it until it becomes a conviction. Why? Because for every word, for every concept, for every idea we have, opposition, a different opinion, we always come. We have been told, we have heard that this year is a year of overflow. But have you listened to news lately? The declaration concerning our economy does not sound like an overflow. So a lot of time, the problem in faith is not inability to hear God's word. It's not inability to hear his voice. It is the willingness to hear others. Hallelujah. It is willingness to listen to other things. We must position ourselves, prepare ourselves to allow God's word to become dominant in our hearts. Concerning this year, concerning the specific things he has told us, concerning the specific things he has told you as an individual, you must spend time around those things. Hallelujah. 
It is not enough to hear a prophecy, prophecy in your, and go to bed. Absolutely no. We must spend time. Paul talks about, you know, one planting, another person watering. Both coming from the same, from the same, from the same seed. Hallelujah. We must understand the principle of the life that we have received. We must understand the principle of the kingdom that we have been born into. So the first thing I said this morning is that we must spend time in the word, in his presence, and in prayer. We must be consistent. We must be consistent. We must be consistent in our words, in our thoughts. We must be consistent. That's why the Bible says that he that wavers, that means is that changes his mind. When trouble comes, when challenges comes, he that changes his mind. Hallelujah. We not receive the result of the faith that he has received. He will not see the fruit of what he has heard. There's something about you not changing your mind. Refusing to give up on what God has said. I remember the story of a great man of God in this our nation. Anointed for healing and miracles and all that. You know, I, I was privileged to hear him sharing his personal story many years ago. How moments that, you know, even after preaching in church, after healing crusades, he ends up in the hospital. He said, but one thing that never changed, one thing that never changed was his consistent declaration that he cannot be sick. <laughs> you know, imagine a man being dragged to the hospital and he's telling the doctor that I cannot be sick. I cannot be sick. Now, you know, at that moment, it looks as if everything is crazy. In, at that moment, it looks at everything doesn't make sense. But guess what? Eventually, that word caught up with him. Hallelujah. Eventually, that word caught up and produced results. In fact, produced abundant results in his life. Amen. It produces great results in his life. We must avoid distraction. That will be my third one. Third lesson from that parable. You know, when Jesus talked about, he was explaining the parable about the ones that are from our tons, you know, he said the case of this world is the deceitfulness of riches, the desire for other things. You know, when, when Satan came to him, 
you know, the Bible said the woman was deceived. How was it deceived? Because Satan told him, oh, you will get this, you will be like this, you will be like that. That alone enticed her. Hallelujah. The case of this world. The case of this world. The deceitfulness of riches, the desires of other things. Hallelujah. We must remain focused. No wonder God said to Joshua, he said, you shall meditate on this word day and night. Hallelujah. Every word that, have, that we have heard, every word that has been spoken to us, on God's side, it is already done. Bringing those realities to our daily experience is absolutely our responsibilities. I'll say that again. Every single word that we have heard, it is true and it is, it is true and it's a, uh, it is fulfilled already from God's side. Experiencing it physically on earth is our responsibility. 100% our responsibility. It is what you and I do with the word that will determine how well it will produce in our lives. Hallelujah. Is how well. Stay consistent. Are you trusting God for eating of the Lord? But stay consistent. Don't change your mind. Don't change your mind on what you expect to see. Regardless of how long it takes. On your children, we must not change our mind. Keep your word. Keep your heart, regardless of the report you have received. On our finances, on our business, keep your word, keep your mind, regardless of what you've heard. Hallelujah. Let the word of God be supreme. And let it remain supreme in your mind. Hallelujah. Your willingness to give up every other opinion in submission to his word. It is key to us retaining everything we have heard and it producing results in our lives. Hallelujah. Let's stay focused on his word. Let's be consistent and let's spend time with God's word in his presence and in prayer. I believe this will help us produce fruits like never before, even as we, you know, enjoy this year of overflow. The discipline to do these three things, 
will remain critical. Hallelujah. To the experience and the testimonies that we will give at the end of the year. I expect so much, and I know you are expecting a lot as well. But let's remain in this place. Let's abide. Bible says that if I, you abide in my word, and my word abide in you, then there will be results. I paraphrase that. If my words abide in you, if you abide in my word, and my words abide in you, so it's not enough for us to hear the word. The word must abide in us. Hallelujah. Take every action to see it. That word you've heard, do not just stay in the, set, in the position of awareness. It must become an experience. You've heard about healing. It must become an experience. You've heard about divine life. You must pursue it until it becomes an experience. You have about financial breakthroughs. You must pursue it, listen enough until it becomes your experience. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. I trust God that as you step out today, you know, we will act like Joshua acted, keeping in our words, our words, keeping those words, you know, morning and night, letting not depart. From your hearts, but we meditate with you know, brood upon those words day and night. God bless you as we enjoy the season of overflow. Good morning. <laughs>